0: Welcome to the Take Five Podcast for Fortinet. You give us five minutes, and we provide five cybersecurity insights based on current trends impacting today's technology leaders. This podcast series taps into the experience from the Fortinet Field CISO team, focusing on the impact of convergence across key industries and technologies. I'm your host. I'm your host for today, John Jacobs, Fortinet's Field CISO for technology first customers. And today we're talking with Courtney Radke. Courtney Courtney is Fortinet's field CISO for retail and hospitality. And he's talking about convergence of security and networking. Welcome, Court.
1: Hey, John, thanks for having me.
0: Well, let's kick things off and just get to it right away. First shot I've got for you. Digital acceleration has led to the network being used in ways we've never imagined in the past. This shift has implications for security. How should leaders in retail space advance their networking strategy to secure the proliferation of devices and data?
1: Well, I mean, I came from the retail industry um, and I can imagine a lot. So, you know, for me, I think it's more about the speed at which these things have come into the space, uh, the speed at which the technology landscape is changing. I think that's so apparent when we focus on, on retail. They've been quick to adopt you know a lot of these new technologies for a long time. Um but the last couple of years, uh, you know innovation, fifteen years of it,'s been squeezed into just a couple. So if we take a step back and really, what what is digital acceleration? It's a very broad term. Um, and, and if we if we think of what what is driving it for the industry, um we find that it's not just technology deployed for technology's sake, right? But I don't want to just deploy things just because, it's in response to a market demand. In, in retail, it's to respond to customer demand, um, to you know, the data informs what is deployed, where it's deployed, how fast it's deployed. With, I think that last bit, and again, we talk about the speed, the last bit, how fast it's deployed, that is often at odds with both network and security. We see that technology is really leveraged to attract uh, and retain customers, increase loyalty in what is now a more competitive market than ever before. There's not a lot of inherent loyalty What that means is uh, the customer needs to be met wherever they are and a businesses need to get products into the customer's hands as quickly as possible. That creates, uh, you know, the, the, the supply chain, uh, technology increases that we've seen. That means more mobile, more e-commerce, more data gathered, uh, to tailor that customer experience. But what that also means is we now have a more digitally conscious, purchaser, so that it has to translate the digital to the physical environment and and create more engaging in-store experiences that they're now accustomed to online. So that's more OT, that's more touch points, kiosks, more data points, more connectivity to ensure that it's always on, um, even in-store experiences, uh, cashless transactions. We we, we talk about cryptocurrency, you know, mobile paying the like. There's a lot of technology that's driving that digital uh, to physical uh, interaction. Now, these are all of this technology um, is often driven down from the business, from from marketing, from from the digital teams. And while it's getting it's getting better, many times these technologies are pushed down or forced upon uh, the network and security teams. Many times, without the network security teams being intimately involved in the entire process, a lot of times not from the beginning, maybe they're asked at the end, "Will this actually work?" So an issue there is you know network and security teams have traditionally been siloed some degree they they still kind of are um so to keep up with the rate of change that's being pushed upon them we've seen a natural melding of the minds a combining of the resources working in tandem um i think that's absolutely critical as we see these digital transformation initiatives these customer experience boosting technology rollouts being pushed upon them it's naturally going to move them towards a non-silent approach where network and security has to work together so the strategy is work together you're being uh, you know pressed to have this technology in the business to support the business Um, so network and security really have to work closer together um, to secure it all
0: do you have any other specific examples in that sort of convergence between networking and security
1: yeah, I mean, some developers we've seen, uh, I think the biggest thing, you know, with network and security convergence is that it's actually happening. We've talked about it for so long. Um, so that's pretty new, right? That is actually starting to happen. But also yeah. the cybersecurity industry itself, our industry is helping make it more achievable. In, in many cases, um, you know, the, the organizations knew that they needed to have a closer relationship between network and security, but they weren't ever equipped to do so. But as we see, um, you know, widely known architecture principles now, such as Gartner's cybersecurity mesh architecture, for example, or we, you know, what we call the cybersecurity fabric, companies aren't having to stitch things together themselves. We're giving them the ability to work closer together by the work that we're doing in the industry. So the move to a platform-based approach as opposed to what we traditionally saw as a point product approach is really becoming a prevalent headwind. And it's for good reason. Most in the space know this. We we know this, but for those that don't, traditionally, cybersecurity vendors don't like to play nice with each other. They don't like to play in each other's you know sandboxes. Go figure. Uh, so it was it was hard to get those integrations, the orchestration, let alone automation between security products alone, but now network and security products, you know, let alone natively. So as we move towards this this rationalization of consolidation is a key to convergence. We find that native driven, API driven, even Community driven, as we look at open frameworks, these innovations, these integrations rather have become commonplace, and, and I hope that they will continue to do so that's kind of, that's kind of the new development that I've seen is, it's actually happening and it's because the industry a cybersecurity industry is helping these organizations move forward because we're doing the work, a lot of the work up front so that they can just support their business.
0: That's a great outline. And I know it's difficult to quantify, but how critical do you believe it is to have a converged platform approach when it comes to securing the network?
1: I mean, I don't know how companies would keep up if they don't work, you know, towards a converged approach. You, you know, we're dealing with threats that are moving faster than ever before uh coming from more angles than ever before cyber criminals are part of very large very well funded very sophisticated businesses themselves it is a business cyber cyber threat actors are part of a business ransomware as a service um, is a huge one that's out there so that's their sole purpose is to cause is to cause harm so we we can't be naive to the fact that all of these new customer facing touch points all of the ways that we're you know the mechanisms that we're gathering data we have to know that those are potential vectors for attack. So time is not your friend, um, you know, in an event or an incident, and the stats are not on the side of the business. So I think that, you know, it, as we we need to ensure that we're prepared for the next event, that's critical. Speed is critical. Limiting the dwell time is absolutely criti- critical when it comes to protecting customers, uh, the business and the brands from harm. So how critical is it? I don't think it could be understated how m- more critical it could be, as we've seen the speed, uh, the prevalence, the, the quantity of the attacks continuing to go up week after week, day after day, year after year. Um, so absolutely critical for, for businesses. Uh, that's,
0: a, that's a good measure. But what gaps in that sense have you, or have you talked about or seen from other CISOs in your discussions when it comes to
1: securing the network? Where to start? I, I think you know the abundance of choice. That's that's been an issue. It's caused some analysis paralysis, the, the inaction, if you will. Um, I, I think you know oftentimes CISOs don't have in, in a lot of organizations don't have a really long lifespan. Unfortunately, um, it's it just it, the nature of the game. So I think they're afraid to fail forward. It's okay to try something that doesn't work, but you need to be able to move very very quickly and adapt to what does in the event that uh, something failed. So Every business is different, especially in in retail, we deal specifically in business outcomes. Uh, What is gonna get more mind share, wallet share, stomach share, and having to choose between all of the technologies that are out there, they're constantly bombarded. That becomes really difficult. Uh, What's more is that all of the technology coming online to support the technology that's used to drive the purchase journey, they're not getting in-kind resource influxes, meaning, you scaled a, a couple new cloud workloads, right? A SaaS, a, a platform as a service, an IaaS. There's not a people as a service, at least not that I know of. So organizations are forced to make their staff work longer, cross-train, even where it doesn't make sense, you know, becoming jack of all trades, master of none. And they're also keeping up with all of the new initiatives, even when they're inundated with the existing. So for the resources that are there, this this creates fatigue, mistakes, burnout. Employees leave. And so now they, they're going to have to go fight everyone else to bring in new resources in a very small pool. We'll all be competing for those same resources. So I think the gap is they have to be able to, as we just talked about, subscribe to um, you know, technologies, frameworks that allow them to work smarter, not harder, that allows them to gain and retain um, their, their employees, their support staff to support all this technology they're driving into the retail stores to drive that retail experience. I think that's a, that's a huge gap that they have is the cyber skills gap um, is extremely prevalent um, in the retail industry.
0: Yeah, I've heard the same, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. The last question I've got for you, what advice would you give to your peers when it comes to securing the evolution of these networks as we continue to pick up steam moving
1: forward? Yeah. Um... I I think we often hear it's the, if it ain't broke, why fix it? And I would argue, what do you mean by it's not broken? Are you supporting all of the new initiatives needed to drive the experiences that are being impressed upon you by the CEO, CFO, uh, by marketing? Are you staffing and training for these multiple products? Can you actually achieve the outcomes you want? Uh, Is your infrastructure set up in a way to have integrations, orchestration, automation, right? To keep said resources from burning out? On the flip side, if something were to occur, if, if a security event were to happen, uh, something on your network, would you know it? Uh, you know, Would these businesses know it? Do they have the proper visibility across the entire attack so f- surface to know for sure? And if, if something does happen, how could, quickly can they respond to it? Is it a manual task? Is it an automated task? I think those are some of the key points that you know, as we continue to create more digital touch points. The businesses reach the customers through more channels than ever before. We we expand the scope of our network beyond what was traditional. We continue to use this this old point product traditional networking approach. We need to be impressing upon businesses to subscribe to a platform approach that's built for the future, to set yourself up for the future, not set yourself up for failure. We know that legacy or, or what we call foundational infrastructure is often long lived. This isn't replaced every one to three years. This is a five to seven, sometimes 10-year investment. But if if the right investment is made from the get-go, those old dogs can continue to learn new tricks for years to come, set the business up uh, for years to come. You really can't get that with a point product approach. You have to do that with a consolidated, converged platform approach. So I would say that's the advice that I'd give is make the right investments up front, don't set yourself up for where am I going to be in the next year or two? Where do you want to be in the next five to seven to ten years? And make sure that your your foundational infrastructure sets you up for success to do so.
0: Great input and, and good advice, too. Thanks for joining us. And thank you all for joining us for this episode of Take 5. For more information about Fortinet, visit our website, fortinet.com forward slash retail. The Take 5 podcast is brought to you by Fortinet securing your digital acceleration with the performance and scale needed to detect and prevent threats across an organization's entire infrastructure, including networks, endpoints, and clouds.